So this is the final chapter in prophecies concerning Yehuda's stand against foreign aggression. As you can see throughout the chapters, he's going back and forth. The north kingdom that was destroyed by Sancheriv, the southern kingdom that wasn't destroyed, the various enemies that were threatening, how they're going to be destroyed after that. But the Jews shouldn't feel too confident, but they should also believe Hashem could help them. But it's all because of their behavior. It's quite entangled. Woe, the engravers of evil inscriptions and writers who write suffering. Write suffering. Basically, people would write statutes. They didn't really have other things to write on. They would, or they had parchment, but mostly they were engraved on stone tablets to endure a long time. And now historians and archaeologists dig this stuff up. And Yeshaya is saying the fact that the laws and statues are um, engraved and recorded in other ways perpetuated crimes and other misdemeanors. These laws serve to divert the destitute from equity, equality, and to rob the poor of my people of their justice. Basically, they made laws that weren't helping anybody. So they would legislate robbery. They would legislate evil. With widows would be their spoils, and they would plunder orphans. The neediest, obviously, end up losing from the corrupt system of laws. right? And it's like that till today. The smart people, or rather the people that have means, are able to game the system. But the people who are too poor and helpless, they're unable to game the system, and they're the ones that suffer the most from corrupt laws. And what will you do on the day of reckoning when Hashem will reckon with you for your sins and when devastation comes from afar? To whom will you flee for help? From where will you leave your glory? And where will you leave your glory, your property, your lives? You act... The assumption that there's no judge and no judgment. Gosh, don't you wish you could say this to corrupt politician? You can only kneel under the yoke of the prisoners who will rule over you, over you, and your lives will fall beneath the slain. Nevertheless, his wrath is not withdrawn and his hand is still outstretched to do more, unfortunately. Now Hashem addresses the enemy. Woe, Assyria. Assyria of Sancheirv. He's the king that destroyed the north and tried to destroy the south. Assyria is the rod of my wrath and my fury is a staff in their hand. In other words, Hashem's administering judgment through this. Let the guy not think it's all about him. Hashem's just using him. Against a hypocritical and lying nation, I will send the king of Assyria. And against the people of my wrath, I will command them to to plunder spoils and to take loot, to set them to be tread upon like the myrrh in the streets, the junk. However, he, the king of Assyria, does not imagine so, and his heart does not think so that he's Hashem's emissary. For it is in his heart to destroy and to eliminate not a few nations. He thinks he's doing it for his own greatness. For he, the king of Assyria, says, are not all the princes together kings? He tells himself, each prince was sent to a different district where he ruled with authority of a local king. In Kalno, is Kalno not like Karkemish, a city in northern Syria that was conquered by me? Is Hamat in the north of Israel, not like Arpad, another city I conquered? Is Samaria not like Damascus? 
For my hand has reached the kingdom of the gods, and their idols are more numerous and greater than those of Jerusalem. In other words, I was able to conquer any, everybody. And my princes are like kings. In other words, I could, I'm that powerful. For my hand, yeah, has reached the kingdom of the gods, and they're much stronger than the ones in the northern Jewish kingdom. Will it not be the case that just as I did to Samaria and its gods, so I will do to Yerushalayim and his, its effigies? But Hashem says, no. Hashem responds, it will be that when Hashem implements his entire work on Mount Zion and Jerusalem by punishing the inhabitants of Yerushalayim, I will reckon with the fruit of the arrogance of the heart of the king of Assyria and the splendor of his haughty eyes. Because he, the king of Assyria, said, I have succeeded with my strength. And it was with my wisdom. I've been clever. I have removed the borders of the people and plundered the treasures. I have taken the mighty inhabitants. My hand has found the riches of the people like a nest and like gathering abandoned eggs. I gathered the whole world. Basically, they would conquer cities, collecting conquests as though they were eggs clustered in a nest. There was no one, no mother bird showing objection by flapping her wing or opening a mouth or chirping. No one could stand against me. But the prophet says to um, Assyria, does the ox boast over he who chops with it? Does the saw exalt itself over he who wields it? It is as though a rod would wield itself and those who lift it, and though a staff would lift itself like it was not wood. Assyria, you're just a tool. Don't give yourself all the success. You're a nobody. What a powerful lesson this is on life. We often think that that guy caused me harm. No, 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 no. Hashem is using that person. That person's a messenger and that person will pay the consequence for it. But that, that person should not think he's that powerful. And you shouldn't think that person's that powerful. Because whatever happened to you was by design.